If you're not invested in crypto yet, you better get invested. The future of money is coming, and you don't want to be like a neophyte boomer when it comes to money. It's no accident that every leader in the Red Pill Consortium is into this. This is the chance for all guys to level up in life and reach the coveted goal of financial freedom. But where do you go? You've heard there are scams out there all over the place and that some exchanges have been hacked. Where is the safest place for your hard-earned money? Crypto.com is the perfect place for new investors. Another reason many guys are still laggards when it comes to crypto is because they don't know where to buy it, or if they did, they wouldn't know how to place an order. But Crypto.com has the easiest interface to use and the most simplified trading platform in the industry. And while you're holding your crypto for the long term, you can even earn interest on it and make compounding magic go to work for you sooner because Crypto.com allows you to stake your coins to earn interest on them. And we're talking of some of the best interest rates in the world, like 10% on Polkadot, 4.5% on Bitcoin, 5.5% on Ethereum, and 6% on the platform's native coin. You think you'll get anything like that in bonds or a savings account? You're out of your mind. Open an account today at reinventideal.com slash crypto. That's reinventideal.com slash crypto. Reinvent Ideal is on. Today, a very vital and necessary dating life hack that you need to learn to deepen your education and understanding of female nature, intersexual dynamics, and get you the experience with women that you need so that they don't walk all over you. And consequently, this dating life hack is going to make your dating life so much easier and far more pleasant. Reinvent Ideal starts now. You're listening to Reinvent Ideal, dating and life advice for men. You need some help? The wisdom you need when you're depressed and no one cares because you're not a chick. While we're all enjoying our day, we're going to lose 12 men to suicide today. Your weekly red pill prescription. It's a place for unguarded conversations to investigate with a council of men the riddles of life. With Cairo Copeland. A dating life hack that will dramatically improve your happiness and satisfaction as a male is spinning plates or dating non-exclusively. Most guys do not do this because it's contrary to our nature and it goes against everything that the media tells us, even male-focused media like Jordan Peterson and now what they're calling the white pill people are pushing the idea that women should be able to do whatever they want and males just need to get better. We constantly hear that message that we just need to man up, focus on ourselves, make ourselves into something worthy and the women will soon follow. And I do agree that you should always strive to be your best self. I mean, my company is all about pursuing excellence over women. But that doesn't mean at the expense of women. Because if you were to go full MGTOW monk mode until you're successful, you will sacrifice a critical component of your education that will make you vulnerable to new problems in life. See, whether you intend to have relationships with women or not, it is vital that you learn as much about female nature and intersexual dynamics as possible. Because women are half the population, and they aren't going anywhere. Also, when you are tunnel vision focused on success and reach it without any understanding of women, you're going to end up being easily fucked over by them like Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, 
and Will Smith, to name a few. I mean, those were the guys that legitimately chased success and made themselves into something. But still, they got screwed over by women because all the success and all the money that they have, that doesn't cure them of the blue pill indoctrination that we're all fed from day one. So you need to have this experience with women. And the best way to gain that experience is to date non-exclusively. Because here's what's going to happen if you don't do this. You know, suppose you ignore today's episode, and you do nothing but what you've heard from previous episodes. You know, first things first, you'll still be far more successful than most other guys when it comes to attracting women and getting relationships with them. You'll get many dates, probably even have a lot of sex. You may even end up with a wonderful girlfriend that, before reinventing yourself, you could have only dreamed of. But here's how that relationship trajectory is going to go. So step one, the initial date occurs and many dates after, she laughs easily around you, and it becomes clear that she likes you. She'll even lose herself in making out with you. Step two, she'll text you saying how she cannot wait to see you again, or inform you that she's thinking about you. We've all gotten those texts, and they feel really good to get. Step three, after three or so dates, you have sex, and it's the best she's had in a long time or ever. Step four, the time spent together becomes more meaningful because you share with each other your deepest secrets, dreams, and desires, and you have the talk to become exclusive. Step five, the intimacy grows as you agree to intertwine your life paths with each other, and this is the peak of the relationship. Step six, you may move in together, get engaged, or get married, and it will feel like a major life milestone, and burden can be crossed off the list of things you need to accomplish in life now. Step seven, she has seen every side of you she believes there is, and the desire to know more starts to die down. Your love for her is no longer a sweet prize to attain, but rather an expectation. It means that now you're starting to bore her. Step eight, sex will occur less frequently. Excuses like her mood are going to get in the way, or what's really going on is that she figures that she has you locked down and can have it whenever, so why now? And this is why you never want to live with a woman. And step nine, as a result, you feel less loved and you feel less appreciated. I mean, as guys, we do not feel loved if we do not get sex. So any ladies listening, if you don't have sex with your man, he's going to believe that you don't love him. And don't give me this, oh, that's so shallow. That's the way we are. And there's no changing that. It's our evolution. It's the way we've evolved to be is that in order for us to believe that a woman loves us, we're never going to believe it if she's not having sex with us. And what else goes on here is her expectations of you are going to grow in size and they're going to be far too great for you to meet. And even as you start meeting them, well, then what that does is that raises the bar now for the bare minimum of what you have to do next time. And that's step 10. You do your best to meet these expectations, but all for no little appreciation in return. Step 11, as time goes on, familiarity breeds resentment, and you end up spending more time with your friends complaining about her and they razz you for it, and she spends more time with her friends who tell her, either explicitly or implicitly, that she could do better than you. In step 12, her hypergamous nature kicks in. Everything you've provided for her up to this point, despite the difficulty overcome in effort, has been a mere minimum standard for her. 13, once she sees that others can and do have better, that becomes a new aspiration for her. So first, the expectations on you are increased. 
And when you cannot meet them, she's going to look somewhere else. And 14, finally. From here, it spirals downward. Other options she could have are now seen as options she should have. And it either ends in an affair, breakup, or even worse, divorce. And a common response to these predictions is, a guy's going to tell me, oh, my relationship is different. Or, my woman is not like that. But all the proof one needs to confirm is to look at how quickly women get over the end of a relationship. Particularly when they initiated the breakup. They act as if the guy who poured so much of himself into the relationship never even existed. He's completely forgotten about, along with his feelings. You may have experienced this yourself. Have you ever been on the floor with deep depression, contemplating suicide? Well, it seems she's out there enjoying life like you and her were never together. Despite all the sacrifices for her, maybe you moved to be closer to her or settled for a lesser job to have more time with her. Despite all your loyalty, never did you cheat or so much flirt with another woman, even in a desperate fight against your biological drives. Despite your connection, you spilled out your soul to her and said and did things no one else would ever know. But now you don't exist. And the ghosting begins. You may as well be dead because it, won't, it looks like it's not going to make a difference to her. And this is what Rola Tomasi refers to as war bride syndrome. And when you couple this with hypergamy, it also creates an inability to appreciate anything you do for them even as you're doing it. And this is not meant to vilify women and be all black pill and build resentment towards them. I'm not trying to do that because I'm not that type of person. It's that we, we don't complain here. We come up with solutions and we enact them. The reason I'm telling you all of this here, I'm painting worst case scenarios possible and I'm trying to explain to you that this is just their nature and you can't hold it against them. The fact of the matter is that no matter what they tell you, deep down, they only see you as an option that can be easily dropped because society has no consequences for them if they do so. The fact of the matter is just that the fear of missing out overrules everything. Your sacrifices, your feelings, your income or income ability, income potential, your wealth, your good looks, your ability to be a good father to her children, your romantic expressions, your great personality, none of these things can overpower her fear of missing out. But there is something that can, and that's what I'm here to help you with today. Reinvent Ideal is a lifestyle practice that is all about changing what is the standard for the ideal male life. Reinventing ourselves as men is our best hope for reclaiming our previously held dominance, not just in the dating market, but in our lives in general. We're told to be a committed careerist and climb the corporate ladder and be actively involved in the community, go to church on Sundays, coach Little League in the neighborhood, get married early and raise two kids, stay married to the same woman for the rest of your life, and live happily ever after in a suburban house with a white picket fence. That's what they say is going to make us happy. But we know what happens to this guy. He finds out corporate America is loaded with nepotism and politics that view him unfavorably just for being male. But they dangle myths of opportunity in front of him to keep him acting as a loyal worker slave. His once attractive wife now cuts her hair and fattens up and blames it on the kids. And she nags him about every little thing and bitches at him for not being as great as her frenemies' husbands. And this woman is no longer pleasant to look at, nor be around. And sex is a distant memory in this relationship. And the kids are nothing but tenants in the house that live rent-free, indoctrinated by the media and school system to believe their father is a moron unworthy of respect, 
and crippled by the education system to become failures in life, having to rely on their old man for support well into adulthood. So this man's going to spend the rest of his life working as a plow horse to pay for his wife's demands and his kids' failures. And the only happiness in his life comes from a bottle or a cigarette or a sports ball game or a TV show or a porn site. You do everything that you're told to do by your parents, by society, by teachers, whoever. This is the life you're going to end up with. But a reinvented man's life is different. Instead of getting married early and supplementing to a woman's needs... He makes women a low priority in his life, pursuing excellence and success instead. He aspires to become a great entrepreneur instead of an employee. He seeks location-independent income that accrues even while he sleeps, and the work is meaningful to him, and the only limit on his earning potential is the limit he chooses to acknowledge. Instead of serving a community full of people he doesn't relate to at all and doesn't even like, he builds his own community and social circle of others he admires and benefit him from being part of his life. Rather than pissing away thousands of dollars on engagement rings and wedding expenses, he puts his money to work for him for his future financial freedom to the point where the remainder of his life is already paid for and can be lived without consequence. While most men his age have a disgusting dad bod, this man has an even better physique than he did when he was younger. He hits the gym daily to maintain it, trying to reach his full genetic potential. Women are the ones now chasing him. They fight over him. Some may even choose to share him, as they'd rather share a quality man than have a dedicated simp. Reinvent Ideal is about flipping the script and reinventing yourself to be the life of the party that women fantasize about. And to any first-time listeners, that is what my company and this program is all about. And our body of work is all about helping men achieve this life for themselves. Now, we're able to do this by staying independent of any traditional gatekeepers because there's no way that the mainstream would want anything to do with this or want this message out so if you like this type of content consider making a donation at reinventideal.com support now back to your weekly red pill prescription when we talk about dating non-exclusively i got a couple of names for it Alpha Male Strategies refers to it as a rotation. Rolo Tomasi refers to it as spinning plates. And for me, I just refer to it as either option optimization or establishing your own book of beauty, much like how a financial advisor or a salesman establishes his own book of business. And besides, nobody's going to say that you're this misogynist or this womanizing exploiter when you have a very nice name for it like that a book of beauty that sounds more i guess human than just saying spinning plates it means the exact same thing but it sounds better that's how these imbeciles in the mainstream think is that yeah if it sounds better even though it means the same thing well it must be better now you go back to like this analogy of a financial advisor or an insurance salesman they're not dependent on one client because they serve many. So he does not have to constantly bug one for business. And if you did, if, if you were the salesman that did that, it'd probably cost you that business. Just like blowing up a girl's phone and texting her constantly would cause her to lose interest in you. You'd appear desperate. And desperate behavior of any sort or doing anything that gives her the idea that you lack options with women, it's going to turn her off. Therefore, when you have many options, 
and you pursue those options, it prevents that. Now, this does not mean be a player, or maybe what it does mean is if you're going to be a player, you're going to be an ethical player. Because you see, the reason you're doing this is not to get laid as often as possible by as many women as possible, although that is a side effect. The purpose of this is to protect yourself from making an ego investment in just one girl. The dangers of one-itis. These ego investments ruin the experience of both you and the girl, and quite frankly, it can ruin your life. When you focus on just one, when you become fixated on just her, you're dependent on her reactions to you. Every text message from her becomes a temporary high, and when the messages or bits of attention she gives you cease, it becomes an unbearable pain. But pressure is taken off both you and her when you mutually realize that you're not the only options for each other. And the games of is it too early to call or not can be dropped because you have many to call. You don't have to play those stupid games. You don't have to have these arguments in your head anymore. And the concern that you're appearing more desperate is no longer a concern. There are plenty of women for you, and it's now up to them to put their best foot forward and appeal to you. If the women know you are doing this, they may complain, yes, but when you are doing it without their knowledge, the only complaint they will offer is that they don't get enough time with you, which is the best admission you could hear from her. You hear those words, oh, we don't spend enough time together, well then you're doing everything right. It means she wants you, because the truth of the matter is that women would rather share a quality man, then have a dedicated loser that other women don't want. What fuels hypergamy is the desire to have a man that other women want so she can present him as this huge middle finger to her frenemies. Her girlfriends do it to her whenever they brag about how great their man is. It's no mistake that women are far more attracted to men that are not available. They're more attracted to married men. It's all pre-selection. Another woman has already vouched for that man, so they like him just by that uh, standard. You've noticed this yourself. I mean, how many women are more interested in you when you're in a relationship, but are not interested in you when you're single? I've seen this a million times myself here. When I was first starting out, and was going to clubs by myself to go dancing, and there were a lot of women that would turn me down and say, oh, no, no, no I'm fine. Uh, I'm good over here. don't want to go on the dance floor with you. But when I showed up with another woman, all of a sudden they're like, oh, I, you know what? I, I like him now. The exact same women. And when I showed up with two girls, every single one of them wanted me. Every single one in that club wanted to dance with me. At first, they was like, yeah, you're a loser because you're all by yourself. But then I show up with a woman and all of a sudden it's, oh, yeah, I like him now. It's hypergamy at work. It tells them that this man in a relationship must be great because another woman has already pre-approved of him, and now they're missing out on him. And the same effect can be achieved by having a book of beauty. When you are seeing many women at once, spinning plates or juggling a rotation of them, they notice something is different. Even if they are unaware of the fact that you're doing this, it shows in your behaviors, which is what she's ultimately attracted to. You see, your demeanor changes once you realize you do have options. Your feelings for them become unclear, which is what causes them to be more interested and attracted to you. With each woman in your circle, you do not care as much about what they think of you. It's not that you don't care about them, you just don't care what they think about you. And therefore, you become more of your own man and do not put them on pedestals. The relationship is no longer her being the valuable, prized princess in a high tower looking down on you, the pauper with a value-sucking identity. Now, you are the prize that requires 
her efforts to win. So you become a happier person and more fun to be around as a result of this. There's less anxiety in each interaction with her because one of the secrets to happiness is not having more things to care about, but less things to care about. And that goes back to one of Mark Manson's best books here. Probably the, one that, the only one that I really like is The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Because he writes that when we give too many fucks, when we choose to give a fuck about everything, well then we feel as though we're perpetually entitled to feel comfortable and happy at all times, and that's when life fucks us. Probably the greatest thing he ever wrote, the thing that I liked best, and I don't really like a lot of his writing anymore, but the, the one piece of writing that was incredible, most brilliant thing I think he ever wrote is that giving or not giving a fuck does not make you indifferent, but makes you okay with being different. You want to be different, not like all the other guys who show that they care too much and fall flat on their faces in failure. It's no different than going to a job interview when you already have a job. You're not desperate, and you're now in a position to negotiate compensation. You're not at the mercy of their dictates for what you will make. You got the ability to walk away. That's one of the most powerful things you can have as a man, is the ability to walk away. That is your number one weapon. That's your ace in the hole. Or it could be likened to going to your current employer and asking for more money, being able to do that with confidence because you have offers and options from other employers. Now, this is a difficult approach to adopt, especially for the truly romantic guys, because they're often dead set on a monogamous outcome or they're marriage-minded. And it's perfectly fine to be of that mind if you want to one day, not necessarily get married, because that's a terrible idea in today's world, but to have just one woman as your source of female intimacy. I'm not here to condemn that. I'm not a monogamous person, but I'm not going to shit on guys that eventually want to just build something special with just one woman, because I understand why you want to do that. But what I encourage you to consider is this here. If you truly believe in the one, or truly believe that there is one you could have that special connection with, how will you know that you've found the best one until you've explored all your options? I mean, is life not too short to explore them all one at a time? Is your time not valuable? Are you not valuable enough for your best option to come looking for you? In this approach of dating non-exclusively, you're given the agency to select the best from all your options, Whereas in the former, you're more likely to settle for what you can find most easily and readily available. If you believe in the one, which you really shouldn't, but if you do, how can you be sure she is the one unless you have comparisons? And further, the reason said guy is so monogamous and marriage-minded is that he knows what a life-changing decision it is. The importance put upon it must match its consequences. You see, the effort you'll be required to put in for maintenance of such a relationship demands that you put in that same amount of effort into finding such a relationship. Not doing so is going to risk having you throw your life away on a bad debt. It's a great gamble to settle down for just one woman and to make her your only source of romantic love, your only source of female intimacy. So you must be sure that you made the right choice when you do so. Now, I'm not advocating that you use a book of beauty for the entirety of your life. That's what I'm going to do, but it's not what every guy is going to do. Only that you use it to find who will be the best candidate for whom you'll share the rest of your life with. If you're a monogamous guy, that's what you want to use it for. Now, I'll give you one more reason to do this here. Another reason to see multiple women at once. They're doing it too. They see multiple guys at once. And it's not so much done on purpose, it's rather it's a function of societal imperatives. You see, the imperatives tell every guy that he must pursue the woman he wants and only her. 
one woman at a time. However, it says nothing about the woman dealing with multiple guys at a time. And what's she to do when more than one guy is after her at once? Because they're the ones that are being sought after, and guys are the ones that are constantly told to do the seeking. It only makes sense that she's going to have to deal with two guys at once. At any given time, she has a multitude of choices. When a woman says that she's single, it is legitimately her being that way by choice. She is only single when she chooses to be. But why can't you have the same? It's not immoral for you to have a multitude of choices as well. I mean, you have them whether you look at them or not. You see, not doing so is only gonna give all of the power to her, right in her lap. It puts you at the mercy of her decision-making. And women's decision-making is highly emotional. Now, some obstacles that you're gonna have to doing this here. Many guys are going to have so much hesitation to doing this, which it shows a healthy thoughtfulness and consideration for others. So pat yourself on the back for that. Yeah, you're a moral guy. But when you adhere to that, you're going to just be a fool that lives a much less satisfied life. And there's nothing noble about that. In fact, you actually owe it to all the people around you to be happy. But there are two reasons that most guys do not want to build a rotation. They might have this disgusting aftertaste of feeling like a player, and then they may also overestimate the cost of maintenance for having a circle like this. But both these objections, I can easily dismantle them for you. So start with the initial douchebag feeling of behaving like a player. Many guys not only don't want to be called a two-timer, but they also don't want to feel like one, because they feel deep down within that something is wrong and out of place when they see more than one woman at a time. You feel like a deceiver. You feel like a cheater. And that's cultural conditioning. That's It paints men in a negative light when they do that. They call them a player or a tool or a fuckboy. And these guys are shamed out of the marketplace, public offices, and existence for when they're caught doing this. And they're vilified on movies and on TV. When you look at uh, Quagmire from Family Guy, is he portrayed as a positive character? Is he portrayed as someone that anybody would aspire to be? Of course not. When a wife cheats on her husband, it's also used as an excuse to make negative value judgments on the husband. Like, he wasn't doing enough to make her happy. And when a man cheats on his wife, then that's also where they look negatively on him. So, whether she cheats on you, or you cheat on her, you're the jerk in both cases. And that's the culture today. It has it deeply ingrained in you to have those bad feelings of being a player programmed into you early on. But here's the truth. These feelings are only legitimate and justified when you are using the women for mere self-pleasure purposes. A player does not sleep with many women because he truly loves them or is even interested in them as a person. He does it only to satisfy biological urges. But you, on the other hand, with your book of beauty, you're doing this because you genuinely love women. I mean, not love these women in particular or love a woman in particular, but you love women, the species, or that half of the species. That, by the way, is the only reason you should ever date or pursue women is if you genuinely love women. You shouldn't be pursuing them just because you need to get your rocks off or you need something to fuck. You should only be doing it because you genuinely love the female part of the species. You love the female form. You love the sweet demeanor that they come with. You love their kindness that they have when they're being very feminine and submissive. You love uh, 
I hate this uh, term here, but you, you love their energy. That's the only reason you should ever date women. And all the women in your book should be ones that you feel that from in your book of beauty. Each one in your book is one that you could potentially end up in a long-term relationship with. Or you know, if this was the uh, old days, we'd say marriage. And that's why you're doing this to begin with, to find your best option among them. And my God, man, there is nothing wrong with looking at it like this. People say, well, it's a, it's all just one big beauty pageant and you're judging them. There is nothing wrong with searching through the masses for your best option. That's all you're doing. There is nothing noble about settling for someone that you're not fully compatible with and that you're not fully attracted to. It's recipe for disaster. Because I'll tell you, the most miserable relationships I've seen is when there's two people that they don't really desire each other, but they're just saying to each other, hey, you're the best I can get and I'm the best you can get. We both figured it out at the same time. They're only with each other because they settled, because they're too lazy to go out and find what they really want. And on top of that, who the hell says you can't love more than one woman at the same time? And on top of that, who the hell says that it's wrong to love more than one woman at the same time. And what evidence do they have to justify that assertion? Now, here's who says. Social imperatives. That's who says it's wrong. But do they have any evidence to say that it's wrong? No. Because I'll tell you what, when you father a child, what do you do? You give that child 100% of your love. But when you have a second child, do you chop your love in half and give 50 to one and then 50 to the other one? Or do you tell the second one, oh, sorry, Sonny, I would love to love you right now if I could, but you see, your older brother got all of it first. No, you don't do that. Because love is not a finite resource like time or money or energy. It is an infinite emotion that has plenty of it to go around. It is only limited to the extent that you choose to limit it to. The love you spread around among multiple partners is, in fact, more true love than you give to someone you're dating exclusively. That's because you're not putting a great amount of pressure on them to be the perfect one. If they are not able to meet a certain need you have, well, there are others in your book of beauty that can. So you open your eyes in a non-judgmental way to these lovers and see who they really are. And consequently, you'll learn to love and appreciate them for who they truly are, not who you hope they'll be or who you want to change them into, or who you hope they'll become. Also, what allows you to become a better, more thoughtful, more well-rounded person? Exposure to different perspectives and different people. You see, such perspectives are best seen by interacting with people far different from you. Instead of pressuring or hoping they'll change to conform to your preset hopes and expectations of a lover, you are far more accepting of who they already are, but you're also not settling. And in this way, you may change your hopes and expectations, growing as an individual in search of your best option for you. Uh, here's the last thing I want to talk about today, is that every guy that's been in, uh, they, they've held frame in a relationship or has been the prize in the relationship. You can tell that the woman in the relationship is far more in love with him. She is his biggest fan and everything. There's a little bit of sabotage that goes into it. She might slip you a little bit extra ranch dressing, trying to fatten you up so that she can 
secure you, sabotage you, so to speak. And it goes the other way, too. Not here to say that it's only women that do this. But when you have options, when you know those options, when you exercise those options, you have something else. And it's what the polyamorous types, they call it compersion. It means the ability to find happiness in the happiness of others. Like when a friend who's gone through hard times suddenly has things turn around for them, well, you're genuinely happy for them because you know how happy they are. It's something you develop when you don't depend on other people to be a certain way for you. So if one of them, one of the girls in your book of beauty achieves a dream like getting accepted into a prestigious school far away or is offered a very respectable job across the country, you will be genuinely happy for them. If they were your only option, you'd face conflicting emotions because this is good news for them, but it also means bad news for you and your relationship. But now, you have a circle of others. You are less harmed by the loss because you have others. That one plate may have stopped spinning and fell off its stick, but the others are still going, maybe even spinning themselves. <laughs> Bear in mind here, monogamy is not natural. Now, that doesn't mean it's bad, because there's many things in our nature that are not good. But if you take a look at, say, a yardstick, just single out one tiny centimeter on the yardstick. That tiny centimeter represents something. Suppose the yardstick represents the entire timeline of human existence. That one small centimeter at the end of it represents how long humans have actually been practicing monogamy. So how did we actually pick up the practice? I mean, the real question I'm asking here is, who is monogamy in service to? The answer is society, because it keeps people out of trouble, keeps men working hard as slaves, keeps women loyal to those men that keep those men happy so they can continue being hard-working slaves. And that's a concept that it, it's too deep to get into right now. But how much longer are we going to let these imperatives govern our lives here, these clearly outdated social imperatives? Now, the other objection is maintenance of a rotation. They say, well, one woman is enough to handle, but a multitude must be even more difficult. Just the thought of the literal act of spinning plates sounds stressful. And imagine doing this when emotions are on the line. That sounds even more stressful. But the truth of the matter is that the less effort you make, the more effort they make. The plates will spin themselves. Women are used to having men chase them, so they wonder why you're not doing that. More often, they'll initiate things with you than have to rely on you to initiate things. And if you find yourself having to initiate things in order to make dates happen, you'll find that their reactions are more favorable. Because she's just like, oh my god, he's showing attention to me finally. And that's what she really wants. Yeah. You've seen movies and TV shows that they, they comically show a guy that has to go on two different dates with two different women at the same time, or maybe even in the same place. Just like that, uh, the, the climactic scene in uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. There was probably an episode of Saved by the Bell that was like that, where Zach Morris had to go on a date with two different girls at the same time. And things don't go as planned. But I tell you what, in real life, it's never like this. The best way to assure that the plan does not fail is to not have a plan. Let nature take its course. Because I tell you what, in doing so, you'll find the woman that is among your circle that wants you the most will step up her game for you. Is it not the woman who wants you the most among the women you want, the one that you f will find yourself the most happy with. She may step things up by providing you with the most sex or maybe even paying for some dates. That's happened to me. Or for some, the best thing is that she just makes time for you, which is the opposite of flaking. See, flaking is the new reality that most guys have just come to accept. Uh, yeah, I'm going to get stood up here. 
I expect it now. But when you are doing this practice, you're going to get to experience the opposite of that, where instead of flaking, she'll actually make time for you. She'll cancel plans for you. Because you see, the part about maintenance and the part about uh, the first objection of well that worries most guys is, well, what happens if the women in your book of beauty find out about each other? Well, how will they? Are you going to tell them? Are they going to find out through social media? I mean, you really should be staying off of social media. If you haven't gotten that message yet, yeah, I, I, I say it in every single one of my books. I say it in most episodes of this podcast. Stay off of social media. Or what about uh, through friends? They find out about each other through friends. Well, the likelihood of them having a mutual friend is low. Are you going to tell them? You don't have to. You can if you want to, but you don't have to. Many guys are going to feel uneasy about telling the women that they're seeing many of them, that they're seeing other women. And it's not for selfish reasons, but it's also out of concern for the woman. You know, they, they don't want to tell her, hey, I'm seeing other girls because they know that that would probably hurt her emotionally. She would, or they, they feel that it would hurt her emotionally. And I'll tell you what, here's how you handle it is that if you want to tell her, that's fine. You don't have to tell her. But if she confronts you about it, if she suspects it and confronts you and asks you about it, don't lie, because she will be more upset about you lying to cover your ass and making a pussy out of yourself than she will if you're just a man about it. Be like, yeah, yeah, I saw other girls here. And she's going to come to the conclusion, well, yeah, yeah, you're seeing other girls because you're something, you're a man that other women want. And that's a good thing. That's something that she's going to want to hang on to and cling to. As when there's a divorce as a result of an affair, a lot of it is just because the guy pussied out and be like, oh, I'm so sorry, honey. Please forgive me. I love you so much. Instead of just owning it. Being like, yeah, I fucked another bitch. I don't even know what her name is because I don't really care about her. So if I don't care about her, you shouldn't care about her either. Now let's get back to our happy lives. If you handle it that way, it'll be fine. But there's one more thing I want you to take away from this is that the reason you're doing this is not just for your benefit, but also for hers. You see, in her dating life, she's bombarded with desperate guys that will blow up her phone and cry for her attention. But you will not be one to do that. For that reason, you're going to be a guy that she actually wants to have in her life. And lastly, if she is your best option, you'll have more evidence to support the hypothesis. Because the end result of choosing her is going to make you both happy. If she's not your best option, you'll have more evidence to support that too. The end result will save you both from making a lifelong decision that carries many costly consequences for you both later down the road if it doesn't work out. And that is it for us today. Hope this has been helpful for you. If there is more that you would like to have covered, something that I haven't talked about yet that is troubling you as a guy or is keeping you from living your best life, then send me an email to Cairo at reinventideal.com. That's Cairo at reinventideal.com. And let me know if you'd like to have it addressed on the podcast. But please remember that the bull gets blocked right here because I am my brother's keeper and I got your back. Thank you for listening to Reinvent Ideal with Cairo Copeland, your weekly red pill prescription. See more at reinventideal.com. Don't give a shit and succeed. Stoic meditations for men to design an easy life. Do the most stressful things in life feel beyond your control? Are you a people pleaser? Stressed out? Overbooked? Not getting the life you wish? For many good-hearted people, their empathy for others and their causes weighs them down and holds them back in life. But what if much of the worry in life is 100% unnecessary? Imagine being able to go about your day without carrying the weight of needless stress and worry. Saving your time, energy, attention, and money. Get better at saying no, not just to people, 
but the things that demand your attention. Stop finding yourself worrying about things that you can't control. Set boundaries without being a jerk. Rewire the biological defaults that make you needlessly stress out. In this book, you will discover how to drop the horrid habit that most men have mastered. Eliminate the number one concern that holds men back in their lives. Adopt a superpower that will propel you far in life. Trim energy draining tendencies. Avoid lifelong losing battles that almost everyone in America falls for and utilizing the best tools to save your energy. Becoming more carefree and reducing your stress is just a click away. Don't give a shit and succeed. Stoic Meditations for Men to Design an Easy Life. Get your copy today at reinventideal.com slash stoic. That's reinventideal.com slash stoic.